Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today, you'll be listening to our Mortgage Desk segment with host Kelsey Ramirez. In this episode, Ramirez speaks to lawyer's title of Arizona's sales executive, Sarah Perkins, about the recent uptick in merger and acquisition activity in the title industry. The pair talk about the changing environment in title, what role technology plays, and what to look out for in 2021. But before we listen, here's a brief word from Housing Wire's newest podcast. Right now, more than ever, the housing industry has been having honest conversations about how race impacts the home buying process. To heighten the discussion, Housing Wire is launching Honest Conversations, a new mini podcast series to examine the state of minority home ownership in America. For eight weeks starting in February, please join Housing Wire Daily each Wednesday as we aim to provide listeners with a greater perspective on how race, housing, and wealth intersect and what experts are doing to close the home ownership gap. Welcome to Mortgage Desk. Today you'll be listening to an exclusive interview that features Sarah Perkins, sales executive at Lawyers Title of Arizona. Sarah's been in title and sales for nearly 17 years, and in today's interview, she discusses the increasing M&A activity we're seeing in the title industry. So thanks for being on with us today, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. So Sarah, you, you actually have some experience yourself with the merger and acquisitions world. You were saying you've been acquired twice, actually. Um, yes, you want to maybe start with, with that and tell us a little bit about your experience? So they were both, the first time was 06, the second time was 08. And, you know, very different environments than they are today. I guess the 06 um, acquisition what may have been more similar to today because it was based on growth and a growth model and the title company was growing and the company that that acquired us did it to you know to increase market share where in 2008 <laughs> when the sky was falling um, <laughs> it was that companies were filing for bankruptcy things were just falling apart and they and people were just absorbing as much as they could and there was a lot more fear involved than kind of the excitement and you know today there's a whole lot more excitement when it comes to mergers and acquisitions so it's it's been an interesting evolution. Yeah, for sure. And and we've been covering here an increase in MA activity again. It seems like we're back in that 
growth mode for sure. Not not the uh, the fear kind that we saw in 08. So that's good. Um, yeah. Have, have you seen that kind of uptick in M&A in the, in the title industry? And, and what are some of the factors you see that are driving it now? So absolutely. I mean, and in, in across the real estate industry, it's been happening definitely in title and it's happening at all different sizes. So we see the smaller title companies and the bigger title companies all participating in it on, on different directions, even small title companies absorb, you know, acquiring small title companies. There's really about three reasons, you know, three main reasons why we see a lot of it. And the first one is, you know, where it's maybe a regional regional title company wants to get a bigger footprint or increase market share, you know, that growth model like we, we, we just mentioned. The other one is, you know, a way to attract, you know, to get more technology, new technology, you know, technology is such a big deal right now. And well, it probably will be for a long time. And, you know, so just having the ability and access for the technology. And then, and then the third one is really to be able to, you know, you see it a lot in like the vertical integration of the homies and Redfins and companies like that, where they're doing it to build and, you know, scale down their costs and increase profitability. Yeah. So those are really the big ones. So you, you mentioned technology is, is one of those. Um, how much of a disruptor is technology right now? Um, and what are some of the biggest tech changes that we're seeing in title? So technology and title is a little, it's, it's very slow. Uh, for the most part, technology is not a huge disruptor in title in that we're all regulated by the local, by the state. And so if a new tech company comes out with a technology and they want to say, here it is on a national level, they have to adjust each each technology for each state that they're applying to. So it does create a lot. It's just a slower process. And because we're so heavily regulated, a lot of things they have to take into consideration with the regulations and regulations until 2020 just were very, very slow. We didn't really see a whole lot of change and, and motivation for the change with the, you know, the government, you know, oversight, stuff like that. But then in 2020, when we really had that speedy adoption of the online, you know, the remote online notary signings and things like that. So that has increased it. I want to say that that's probably been like the biggest deal within, um, most recently within title is having the Ron signings being an option. Now, the thing with the Ron signings is yes, they're great and it's great that we have it. It's a little bumpy still, you know, so a lot of, a lot of it isn't as easy to use as it should be. And I think some of it is the regulation, some of it, because, you know, as, as title and in Arizona, we're title and escrow, we are instruction takers. And, you know, the, the lender will tell us exactly what needs to happen in order for them to fund the loan, things like that. And a lot of lenders will not accept a RON signing when it comes, you know, on their loan docs. So then it kind of puts us in another bind where we can't really use the RON signing. So I think that ultimately that will be where our industry goes. We're just not there yet. I think that that will probably be the primary way that people sign. It's just going to take a while to get it all the kinks worked out. Um, that's kind of been the biggest thing where a lot of people are talking about. There's been a lot of companies that have, you know, hit the market. They've been acquired or they've been created by title companies that offer those services because a big part of it is having 
you know, the secure, the secure document storage, including the secure video storage now with, uh, with those notaries. And then I think a lot of it really is when it comes to any type of technology, you know, we want to make sure we have wire fraud protection. That's been a huge deal, but that hasn't been this year. It's been the last, say, five years has been a really big deal with the technology and having a secure portal. Now that everybody has a secure portal, it's about making it better and easier and more consumer centric and easier to use. So I think a lot of the stuff, the, a lot of technology is really focusing on the customer experience, not just saying, okay, it's secure, but now let's make it work better. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I talked to someone earlier this week um, and they were talking about how uh, it's obviously costly to implement all this new technology and to keep up with the latest trends. And uh, they were saying a lot of times it's easier just to merge with someone who already has that technology in place rather than try to start from scratch on your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've seen some of the startups that offer it. And then I think, you know, some of their there's there's like four really big title companies that have the majority of the market share. And then there's, you know, others under, you know, and more that also have other market share. But those four big ones, you really are seeing either buying that or developing the technology. And we have seen some of it where, you know, our big competitors have been buying some of that technology. And, you know, I'm kind of like, we should have got it first. you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you mentioned the big four. One of the focuses right now is you, you do want to make sure you're remaining competitive. And, and I know they have most of the market share, but then, then there's another, what, 20% of the market um, being, being fought over by a lot of the smaller guys. So, what can companies do to make sure that they're remaining competitive and, and staying focused on, on that? So that's, you know, that's like the million dollar question. How do we all stay competitive and, and have our own, our own edge? And, you know, it's, I think where we are right now is everybody wants to make a real estate transaction easier, shorter, more convenient, more affordable. Um, so it really as to stay competitive as a title company, it's really about being easy to do business with, right? It's the the convenience and, you know, that's all like when Open Door hit the market in 14, it was they sell convenience and, you know, titles not selling convenience, but there is a lot of consumers in our industry that that speaks volumes to. And so making it very easy to work with us is is probably the biggest thing. And, you know, it's, super competitive, just like, you know, lending and sales, you know, real estate sales. So it's, if basically if brand X can't do it, the customer can just walk down the street to brand Y and get that. And so it's like title companies know that they really have to be constantly upping their game. And I think that the the things to make it easier and that convenience are going to be about accuracy and speed, whether it's through technology consolidation, more employees to provide better customer service. So, and that's, you know, another reason for mergers and acquisition, you know, and acquisition is just to have more humans to be able to handle the type of business and being able to provide customer service because quality customer service always matters. That's a great point, especially after the year we've just had, I, I think we reported Alta's latest survey shows that that uh, title insurance premiums would increase like close to 20% um, through the third quarter of 2020. So, I mean, definitely need an all hands on deck right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been 
It was a, it was a very, like everybody, we were surprised to be like, we're this busy. Okay. <laughs> this is going, we'll, we'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good problem to have though. Good problem to have for sure. Uh, what about through 2021 as we're kind of looking at the year ahead? Um, do you think we're going to keep seeing the same kind of activity entirely? think we're still going to see just as much M&A um, around the space? I do. And I do see it increasing. And it's, you know, real estate used to be very grassroots. Buyers and sellers worked with the local neighborhood realtor, the local neighborhood loan officer, the local neighborhood title company. I know I mentioned that. And, you know, it's and, and business was driven at that, you know, kind of just the very local level. But today, business is driven at much higher levels. We have arrangements made at corporate levels. There are title companies that have no physical locations. Um, lending and title have very high attach rates when offered as ancillary services uh, by real estate companies. And I know I mentioned the homies and Redfins. They're really easy examples of that. Um, so, and the data shows, you know, those attach rates are increasing. And so when we see these mergers and acquisitions in title on both sides, you know, companies are trying to compete with either they're trying to bring more dollars in with the vertical integration or title companies are trying to compete with the companies that are part of the vertical integration. So I, I think it's going to just continue and get bigger because, you know, things are getting just Yes, real estate's hyper local, but it's also getting to be that national or, you know, it's not just regional, it's national level too. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know we were talking before and, and you, I asked where you're from and, and we're like, well, does that really matter anymore? Everyone's remote, everyone's uh, working at, at, you know, the physical location doesn't matter so much anymore. But uh, I did want to dive down a little bit. Um, so you're from the Phoenix area. What what kind of trends are you seeing local to to your area? And, and maybe they're national as well, but, but what are you seeing happening? So there are a lot, you know, there's been, you know, I know, I know I mentioned, you know, I've been acquired twice and I'm still seeing a lot of mergers and acquisitions today. Some of them are really big companies and some that like a tiny company when it comes and acquires a bigger company, that's always a little surprising, but Hey, if they've got the dollars for it. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of, some of them are rebranding. We're also seeing what is, you know, joint ventures are a big thing here in Arizona and that's, you know, they've been around for a while, but they're really picking up in, in frequency over the last two years. And it's, you know, it's similar to the vertical integration with the disruptors, but they're still operating as separate companies. But we're even seeing within the joint ventures, there's different, you know, mergers and acquisitions. And, you know, so I absolutely see that continuing, um, you know, and it's, you look at all of it, it's harder and harder to get business, you know, today than it used to be. And this is true for everybody in all sectors within real estate and much, you know, much like the rest of the country, Phoenix has got this severe undersupply of listings. Like yesterday, we had something like 5,000 active listings in greater Phoenix. And we have a population that really we need like 25,000. And oh, so wow. it's, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> We've got very, very few houses on the market. That's everywhere. And, you know, so how do you get business and stand out from the crowd when there's all kinds of people fighting for those few transactions. And, you know, it's like, so you look at the trends and what's happening. And, and even I can reflect on when I started in title, 
I could go to a real estate office and I could bring a box of donuts and I'm like, hey, you know, here's a donut. Can I have an escrow? And it worked. You know, that was great. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's so today I've kind of traded out the donuts, the data, and I just like to just, you know, do a lot of research and discuss the real estate market at a national level, local level, to looking at supply and demand, proven marketing techniques, you know, of course, industry news, things like that, because that's really where instead of appealing to somebody's sweet tooth, now it's kind of let's talk about business and ways to really make business stand out for us in title, for our clients who are in real estate and lending, you know, so it's really a kind of this teamwork team effort that has evolved. And so the trends are really pushing that people know what's going on. It's really focused on, what's the word I'm looking for, like a high level, high production and lots of, um, lots of information. And, and in order to really succeed, you need a lot of money to spend on advertising where, so the, the way business is being, you know, brought in has changed so much. So I think that that kind of is on par with the mergers and acquisitions because, I mean, even just looking at marketing dollars, you got to have the marketing dollars to be able to fuel the beast. And that's why companies are getting together to be able to bring in the, you know, have more dollars to market with. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Definitely um, takes a lot more time and effort to, to convince people over now than than bringing a box of donuts. Although I don't think they would be opposed to still getting that that box of donuts. That sounds <laughs> I know I I ate my fair share of donuts I'll tell you that (laughs) well thank you so much Sarah for coming on with us Um, this has been really informative thank you I really appreciate the opportunity to be here Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.